And we are now joined on the phone by Fordham Athletic Director David Roach. David, how are you? Good. Terrific. Glad to have you on. It's been a while since we've talked to you here at One on One. What have you been up to? Tell us about your life. <laughs> uh, well, there's a, there's a lot going on. Actually, today I'm in Hamilton, New York, trying to get our house ready to sell. And I'll be back early tomorrow morning for the UMass game. Really looking forward to it. I thought that uh, went over Duquesne at home the other night was, was great. And uh, it seems like uh, we're really coming together, and it's a great time to be doing that. Absolutely, Dave. And uh, speaking of Colgate, which is actually in Hamilton, New York, your old stomping grounds, I want to talk about the football team this year because, you know, the football team had a, really a comeback season with the new head coach. Uh, what do you think the future is of Fordham football, and how cool was it uh, to see the team face Colgate in a very competitive game that final week? Well, I think Coach Moorhead has done uh, a terrific job, him and his staff, taking a program that was 1-10 in 10 and going 6-5 and five with essentially, you know, same student athletes. And it's a credit to the seniors and to Coach Moorhead and his staff. And we lost three Patriot League games by a total of eight points. Uh, obviously, playing Colgate in the last day of the season was certainly kind of interesting for me. And uh, I thought that our strategy at the end where we let them score right. and block the extra point. Unbelievable. Incredible. And then uh, march down and score and, you know, come so close to getting a two-point conversion to tie it and going overtime. Uh, I, mean, I just thought it showed a lot of heart and uh, a lot of, uh, you know, guts to make that call because I'm sure for, you know, Coach Moorhead to say, hey, we're going to let them score and we're going to block the extra point, a lot of people kind of look at you like, are you sure? <laughs> He's a gutsy play caller. Oh, it was terrific. Yeah, I know. And, and to actually block the extra play, right. you know, it was terrific. And, uh, and, you know, it was a great game to watch. And I know next year uh, we're going to have the opposite result of who wins. <laughs> now, now, David, I know that you were at the FCS football playoffs down in Frisco, Texas. What was that whole experience like? Well, it was my third time going down there. Okay. And the last two years, North Dakota State and Sam Houston State have played for the championship. And both games have been sold out. And interestingly enough, North Dakota State had more fans than Sam Houston. Wow. Yeah, North Dakota State probably had uh, a little over 10,000 fans. Uh, It was a great atmosphere. Uh, It's a terrific place to play. It's in the MLS Stadium there in Frisco, Texas. Uh, And the championship uh, will be there for a while because they do such a great job. And uh, certainly uh, would love to show up there uh, sometime in January with the Fordham Rams. Now, uh, Dave, uh, sticking with the football team, one last question about the football team. Uh, Andrew Milmore uh, is a player on the team who has been nominated as a finalist for the Uplifting Athletes Award for his work with uh, Super Ty Campbell, who, as we know, in the Fordham community, a young boy with a rare tumor. What do you know about Andrew and his efforts? Well, Andrew, uh, first of all, I know about Uplifting Athletes because I'm really good friends with Scott Shirley, who started it. And it all started because his dad died of a rare disease. And Scott played football at Penn State, sitting around with his teammates one night and kind of saying, you know, what can we do? And he came up with the idea of the Uplifting Athletes Foundation. Great organization. And on every campus, it's student-run. And Andrew Milmore has been the leader at uh, Fordham getting this going uh, and obviously did a great job with uh, the Campbell family and everything. And it's just uh, a terrific organization. Uh, and as I say, the good part about it, the best part about it is the students run it themselves. And it's a great learning experience for them. And uh, when we did the, the game there at Fordham with the Campbells, I want to say we raised probably close to about $2,500 that day. Uh, so it's a great cause uh, and great effort by Andrew and the guys on our team. So we hope everybody votes for him uh, for that award. 
It really is some great stuff. David Roach, Fordham Athletic Director, joining us here on One on One. And this is the first of a new monthly series with David Roach. After today, he'll be on the first Saturday of every month. Now, David, we have some emailers' questions that came in for you, so we're hope, we hope that you're ready to answer just a few of these. Uh, the first one is, this comes from Mike from the class of 1998. What is your assessment of Fordham's athletic facilities to date, and what specific plans are in place to upgrade in needed areas? Well, I would say that, you know, the first thing that, that everybody kind of realizes is that we need to make better use of our indoor space. And as you go through the Rose Hill Gym and the Lombardi Center, there are areas where by um, kind of changing what's in that particular area, uh, for example, we have a brand-new fitness center. So we've got to be making decisions real soon what we're going to do with the old fitness center. And as we look at our indoor space, we really don't have enough office space and meeting space. So we're going to take a look at the old fitness center area and see what we could do to maybe help ourselves in, in that area. Uh, but I'd also like to have someone come to campus and just kind of look at everything inside and say to ourselves, you know, how can we use it a little bit better? Uh, we have plans to expand uh, the varsity weight room, and we're currently raising money for that. It's a little over a $5 million project, and we're headed in the right direction, and I hope that by the middle of the summer we'll have that money uh, in the bank so we could uh, get started on uh, doing the weight room probably uh, summer of 14. Uh, we're going to replace the turf on Murphy Field this summer uh, with new field turf and hope to do coffee uh, field the uh, the summer after. And in terms of the Rose Hill Gym, I want to put in two video scoreboards this summer, uh, and I think that we'll be able to accomplish that, whether we raise some more money to do it or find some funds uh, within the department. But those are the things that, you know, we're starting to think about and look at. And then long term, we would obviously kind of look at, you know, can we uh, build something where we have more meeting space, office space, and things like that and everything. Now, Dave, uh, this question comes from Brett, uh, and Brett asks a question that a lot of people in the Fordham community have talked about uh, this year, especially with the basketball team playing in the Atlantic 10. What is the status of the Atlantic 10? Uh, do, do you expect any changes to be happening in the future? You know, Is Fordham committed uh, to the Atlantic 10 at this point? Yeah, first of all, we're committed to the Atlantic 10, 100%, no question, mm -hmm. uh, from Father McShane you know, down to everybody. Uh, it's where we want to be. It's where we're going to be. And we're committed, you know, to having success in the Atlantic 10. Now, obviously, with the realignment of many conferences, uh, which has been going on for years now, uh, and it will probably never end, but probably the significant thing that happened, uh, oh, I guess it was late November, early December, is that seven of the basketball schools uh, from the Big East uh, who don't play FBS football have decided to separate themselves from the rest of those institutions. Right. Now, obviously, uh, seven schools is not enough to have a conference. So those seven will probably want to be at 10 or 12 schools uh, when the dust settles. Uh, and they probably won't be able to start play until September 14, because mm -hmm. we need to keep in mind they're not going to another conference where everything is set. They're starting from scratch. So right now they're looking at how they're going to do that, what the TV possibilities might be. And kind of the, the interesting dilemma is 
it's hard to know exactly what the TV possibilities will be until you don't know exactly who's going to be in the league. And people don't know whether they want to be in the league until they know what the TV possibilities might be. So, you know, the, the speculation out there, it's all in the newspapers and everything, that, you know, they're going to try and persuade a couple of Atlantic 10 schools to go with them. Uh, I don't know whether that will happen and who might do that or not, uh, but the Atlantic 10 is committed to being a basketball-centric conference, and we're always talking and have plans if we lose somebody or whether we don't lose somebody and what our next move might be. So, uh, But the important thing is we're committed to it, and we're committed to being you know, as good as possible and up there with everybody in the Atlantic 10 and men's and women's basketball and with you know, Coach Pecora and Coach Gately. Uh, we're going to get it done. Fordham Athletic Director David Roach joining us here on One on One. Here's another email or question. This comes from Ed from the class of 1980. Without naming teams, do you believe that Fordham may be overextended in the number of its D1 sports and that the athletic department would be better off focusing on a smaller number of teams uh, in those sports where we can compete successfully? I mean, that's, no, that's a terrific question, and it's something that you know, we're always going to be looking at and evaluating. But I think people need to keep in mind that, you know, obviously – whether it's ever been stated or not, there are certain sports that have priority. And that's not that we think any student-athlete is more important than another, but we're, we're in the Atlantic 10, right. and we want to be successful in men's and women's basketball, uh, and we, we want to be, you know, we want to win Atlantic 10 titles. So we're going to do everything possible to do that. Football is a sport that draws an awful lot of people to campus, uh, want to go to the football championship game and all that stuff and things, so we're going to do everything possible there. When you get down to some of the other sports where we're not uh, giving them any scholarships or not fully funding them scholarships-wise, I think those sports have a role to play for our student body. We don't spend a lot of money on those sports, to be honest. So you always have to say to yourself, if you're not spending a lot of money but a student-athlete is still having a worthwhile experience, uh, then you might you probably would keep that sport. But these are all the things that we want to look at and kind of talk about and everything um, and have balance uh, kind of across the board. So I guess I'm not really answering the question, but that's kind of how we look at it. <laughs> Dave, uh, this next question comes from Peter from Parkchester. Uh, he asks, uh, and you mentioned it a little a while ago, you alluded to the plans for the Rose Hill Gym possibly. What kind of plans do you have for renovating uh, the Rose Hill Gym to increase the seating capacity, possibly provide con more concessions, and to move toward a uh, historic designation of the structure? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's obviously a question that's been around for years and years. And I think that, you know, we, we want to look at the Rose Hill Gym, and I, you know, I hate to compare ourselves to anybody else, but, you know, can it be... Uh, like a Cameron Indoor Stadium. So you make it, you know, more attractive uh, to everybody with the video boards. You figure out a way to do better concessions. Uh, and I think some of that has been done since Coach Procora has come in because his staff, you know, has a lot of great ideas. And I certainly agree with them that if you're going to do something, let's do it really well. Let's fix it up. Let's make it look nice. You know, we need to think of how we do our ticket operations, you know, concessions. But let's make Rose Hill Gym a place that Butler, Dayton, Xavier, and everybody in Atlantic 10 dreads coming to play against our kids because our students are there, the place is rocking and rolling, and it's real tough. Now, once we kind of get that done, maybe we can say to ourselves, you know, we've been successful, we're attracting a lot of people, there's a lot of interest, 
hey, we're going to go to the Garden once in a while, we're going to go to Barclays. And with the Atlantic 10 tournament in Barclays every year for the next five years or so, I think there's an opportunity to go to Barclays with some of our games. But obviously we want to do it with the right ones because we don't want to take away our home court advantage. And, you know, keep in mind we get almost 8,000-plus Fordham alums in the tri-state area or within an hour or two of Barclays. So these are the things that we want to think about. Uh, but first of all, let's make uh, Rose Hill Gym uh, really a tough place to play, and I'm counting on you guys and the rest of the students to make that happen. Well, here's another follow-up question to that. This one comes from John from the class of 1992. He says, will Fordham ever develop a new on-campus state-of-the-art convocation center that can be a new home to the basketball program? He says the program desperately needs it in order to compete consistently in the A-10. Well, I mean, part of the answer to that is that if someone knocked on the door sometime soon and said, here's a check for $75 million, I want a convocation center in an arena, there would be no doubt we would do it probably right <laughs> away. Uh, and that's kind of, you know, that's what it is. And you've got to kind of look and say, okay, if it costs $75 million or $100 million, uh, can we get that money? And is that better than going to Barclays? And those are the things that you have to weigh. But I, but I would say, let's get to the point where people are saying, I really want to go to Fordham basketball, and Rose Hill Gym is too small, and I, I can't even buy a season ticket anymore because it's in such high demand. Then we'll start worrying about those things and working on it. Uh, another question here comes from Andres, and this is something that I, I think uh, definitely should be addressed, uh, you know, especially with the evolution of the Rose Hill Gym in terms of attendance and making it a very tough place to play. Andres asks um, you know, about the attendance and, and what you can possibly do about making the start times of games different. Uh, like we had a 7 o'clock start the other night with the Duquesne game, and, and that for a lot of alumni who may be in the area, as you mentioned, there are plenty of them who work in New York City, it, it is difficult for them to get to the game on time. Um, you know, would you maybe consider starting games, you know, maybe 20, 30 minutes later? Yeah, no, that's a great point. And it's something that, you know, I hadn't really heard before, but would certainly understand it and would take a look at. See, when you said start times, I thought you were going to say people wanted to go earlier. <laughs> and my initial reaction was on a Wednesday night, you can't go any earlier. Right. But, you right. know, we could look at starting at 7.30 or 8 o'clock. Exactly. certainly want to talk to Coach and, and other people. But if, you know, if we can get four or 500 more people because we start at 7.30 or 8, you know, we'll probably do that. Or at least try and do it. And I, you know, I don't haven't been around the league long enough to where I think, you know, that I don't think the start time is dictated. Uh, sometimes it will be with TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Duquesne game was on the Yes Network, but right. I think they would have been just as happy doing it at seven thirty or eight o'clock because we have a great relationship with them. Man, we did have the Manhattan game actually earlier this year. It was supposed to start at seven. It started at seven thirty. Right. Uh, but how much of that decision making is, and this is my personal question, sure. how much of that decision making as to when the game start is, you know, determined by you and then your relationship with the Atlantic Ten? Um, it, it'll be determined by us. Right. Okay. And I wouldn't necessarily say just me by myself because mm-hmm. we would always want to talk to Coach Pecora. Right. But it is a Fordham people. thing. It is a school thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Unless there's some Atlantic 10 rule that I don't know about yet, I think it, it's certainly decided by us. And we certainly want to kind of keep the Yes Network going on the games that the Atlantic 10 package doesn't pick up. But, no, we're willing to look at anything. I mean, anything that can help us get more people in that building, uh, we'd be willing to do. Fordham Athletic Director David Roach. David, this is our final question for you, and this is another email or question. This is from Mike from the class of 1998. 
Are any personnel changes in place within the athletic department? Well, the one thing that I, I would say is that we've been uh, negotiating with three outside firms to uh, essentially take over our sponsorship and marketing rights. And I, we're, we've interviewed uh, one of them twice, uh, two of them once, and they're coming back. And I would say by the end of February, we will sign a deal with uh, a company that will come in, and they will put someone within our department uh, to sell sponsorships. Because I think our ability to sell sponsorships and make money for our student-athletes uh, is really there. The potential is really high. It hasn't been tapped. Uh, by having an outside firm do it, they got a lot of connections. Uh, they hire the person. We kind of agree on how we're going to split revenue and all that stuff, and it's a great way to get started. And the potential uh, for that kind of revenue uh, is, is really high. I mean, I don't want to go into the numbers, but, uh, you know, we could even right out of the box – uh, kind of double or triple what we're doing and every year build on that and it'd be great and we need to keep in mind that you know if if down the road we're bringing in uh, 300 400 thousand or more uh, than we're doing now uh, that allows us to do great things for our student athletes and our programs so these are the things that we're looking at um, uh, we're going to redo the web page and other things like that all right, Fordham Athletic Director David Roach. And again, this is a new monthly thing. We're going to do this once a month here. The first Saturday of every month, we'll be joined by Fordham Athletic Director David Roach. David, thanks for your time, and thanks for joining us here on One on One. Thanks Thank a lot, you guys. Dave. We'll, we'll see you tomorrow. Yes, sir. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, go Rams.